Welcome to San Francisco Ballet's Meet the Artist. My name is Katherine Barkman, and I'm a soloist at San Francisco Ballet. This podcast series of Meet the Artist interviews is your chance to get to know us, the dancers, musicians, designers, and choreographers at SF Ballet, as we discuss our lives, the process in the studio, performances on stage, and more. Join us for Meet the Artist interviews live and in person in the Opera House before Friday and Sunday performances, or tune in all season long to hear podcast recordings of San Francisco Ballet's Meet the Artist interviews. Enjoy! So welcome, folks may continue to trickle in, but welcome to tonight's Meet the Artist conversation ahead of the performance of Giselle. My name is Jessica Cohen, and I am joined by Wei Wang. Um, a brief intro, yeah, we can give a round of applause. I am a former dancer. I trained at the San Francisco Ballet School, and as we met backstage, we recalled we were in the school together. So this is a really beautiful moment to witness how Wei has now come all the way through the ranks to becoming a principal dancer. We were performing in showcase performance over 10 years ago, so it's very special to witness him today. Um, Wei trained at the Beijing Dance Academy before becoming coming to the San Francisco Ballet School, joining the company as an apprentice in 2012, and making his way through the ranks to a principal dancer in 2018. And he is the first Chinese male principal dancer at the San Francisco Ballet. I'm sure if you've witnessed him on stage, you've you've seen the, the absolute um, mastery of his artistry that he stepped into, and it's... Um, very exciting, so I'm so glad to be here with you. Yeah, me too. Awesome. Um, and tomorrow, Wei will be premiering in the role of Albrecht. It'll be his debut. And so um, come back tomorrow and <laughs> see him again. Um, but tonight, we'll get to hear from him. So to start, I'd love to ground this conversation and um, talk us through what that first spark was that was your inspiration to follow this path, um, your journey a bit to this current position? Um, to be honest, the spark was actually my parents, <laughs> not me, that they put me in a dance studio thought, at first at home, they thought I was just crazy, a total maniac in the house, and then making a mess, and then just hopping around. And then um, they got connected with their classmate in um, primary school. And then the teacher was like, oh, you have a boy. We don't really have that many boys in my hometown that dances. So come to our studio um, for free. Yeah, my parents like, how can I jump the gun on that? Free stuff. <laughs> um, so that's how I um, first introduced to a uh, dance studio and some any form of dance it's just like basically the kids on the floor rolling around and doing splits or stretching and then uh, my parents decide maybe this boy has some sort of talent so they um, brought me to Beijing and an audition Beijing Dance Academy and then that's how I got on the road Wow. Um, were there any particular teachers or mentors that became 
you know, shepherds of this pathway for you that inspired you or shaped your career in some way? Yeah, uh, for me, luckily enough, all of them, um, nobody was missed um, from the first step. My uh, very first dance teacher that gave me free dance lessons for three years, and then Beijing Dance Academy had start start off with a um, woman teacher. She was excellent. Built uh, built a great foundation of my technique, and then teacher Lee higher um, higher grades, and then a graduate came here. Lola and Patrick was the one that actually formed me closer to this professional ballet dancer. Yeah, yeah, Patrick was my teacher as well. Wow, yeah, those teachers have such a you know, impact on, on our careers. So I, I resonate with that. Um, to, to look at the season and where we are today, I'm curious, how do you approach the rehearsal process for a classical ballet such as Giselle? We're just coming off of the Next at 90 festival and I'd love to hear about what that shift was for you from that festival into preparing for your role. Definitely that festival, that festival was so much fun. I think for, I can speak for most of the dancers here, that festival, we had a great time. Hard time, but great time. Um, I enjoyed every single moment of it, and especially uh, dancing with our group of dancers. As we're like a little clumps of family. It was so much fun. Uh, but that leads up to like my brain and my body just like everywhere because all the pieces were so different the, the the diversity of from the choreographers into all the movements and pulling myself together and going back to the roots and then basic and then be in the Giselle rehearsal it's a different story obviously technique it's like this is this is kind of dance that we study and do from when, I was, when we were younger. And what was challenging about this is that it's, it is a storytelling ballet. And then I have to organize my brain. What is my approach to the character and to contribute to the whole story? In a way, I, I have to be selfish about like all the elements of mine, of my piece of my mind, so I have to collect them but I have to be selfless on reflecting to my partner, Wona Park, great dancer, um, and all the, the rest of the cast. It's just like I have to see where I am um, in the middle of this mix and to tell the story that m makes sense to the audience when they watch it. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you called out how these classical ballets such as Giselle bring you back to to the root yeah. and especially coming off of such a variety. I'm not sure how many of you saw the festival, but it was incredibly dynamic and many different styles. And for dancers to return to that classicism is it's um it's vulnerable. <laughs> it's almost very selfish. vulnerable. Yeah. I, practically I felt naked <laughs> the whole time. But yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and I love how you mentioned approaching the character. And so I'd like to dig a bit more into that. How would you describe the role of Albrecht and his relationship to Giselle and how you, 
as an artist, put yourself into those shoes? Um, for me, when I, um, I, w I knew the story, and I well know the story, and he is a noble man that had a fiance and or uh, married, but fall in love or wanted to play, quote unquote, play <laughs> with another country girl. He's a bad boy. Oh yeah, he a total bad boy. But for me, my, my interpret, which um, my rehearsal director, um, Ricardo and Tina, when they worked with me and wanted in the studio, and then the one thing that they were saying to me that made me found my own Albert is that they said, you wanna play this character, you wanna show the audience why did Giselle go mad because you're not being faithful to your own fiance or wife and then you're playing with another woman because of my, because of Albert's noble man that almost take no responsibility or no consequences. When things like that happens, there's always people taking care of it after him. But this time is different. The innocent girl was killed mm. by his action. So, but our rehearsal director told me that you don't want to play a villain. He's not a villain in the story. But is he a bad man from the roots? I don't believe that. He's just not aware of what he's doing and he takes his action granted and then they absolutely no, doesn't think about the consequences. But when it comes to like after the math, when um, Giselle has passed and then when he's approaching her, he's uh, finding her grave and then wanting to mourn and wanting to ask for forgiveness I think this is the part that I, I sort of put in my own interpretation that when Giselle's um, return as a ghost form and then telling him, you have to be strong even though you did what you did, but you have to live on. I've, I've loved you and I will maybe continue to be, but our path has stopped here. We have to go separate ways you are gonna live on, continue as a nobleman, but don't make the same mistake again. That's mm. my own interpretation. Yeah, wow, that's beautiful. I think it adds so much, so many layers to, to the full story and for, for those witnessing the performance today, you know, the mad scene, it's a very iconic scene in classical ballet um, and that adds so much context to, to why Giselle unravels in that way. Um, I'd love to talk a bit about the partnership um, element, uh, the pas de deux, and, and forming a partnership with Wona for this ballet. How do you approach forming a partnership and um, creating that, that magic on stage, but also maybe the foundations of, of what makes a strong ballet partnership? For me, Wona, she's, she's a very special um, 
dancer and colleagues and partner to me because we've danced some, uh, we've danced Nut Nutcracker and Swan Lake together before, um, but this is something different. We had some up and, up and downs, we have some uh, disagreements or agreements, but for me, she, I feel like she just reads my mind without saying a lot, and then she will, she will know what I'm gonna do with, with my hands on her waist and being lifting or um, she's being lifted or uh, being weight transferred, some, anything like that. Uh, she, just, she just reads my mind and I don't have to, in that way, I don't have to struggle so much on like coordinating with her. So in that, on, uh, on that level, we have, we save so much trouble <laughs> in the studio and save so much time to make improvement on what we actually, we want to tell the story, we want to connect like emotional level rather just on the physical level which that, uh, it's, it's, it doesn't happen all the time, but this is something I, I can always talk about and I always will cherish, because this doesn't happen all the time. Um, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a metaphor if when people ask me, like, what, as a dance partner, what is Wona to me? I will tell people, use this metaphor, if I were my, this sounds kind of bad, but if I were my own thumb, one is my middle finger, okay, I'm not finished there yet. <laughs> and then when we work, when we dance, we just do this. Oh. We just do that. Yeah. There's nothing more to say. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's, that's beautiful. Um, it's so, I mean, when you're dancing with a partner, it's, you, you described it perfectly. There's, you're forming the emotional connection, but there's all this technical, all these technical things that have to be in place before you can even get to that emotional um, place and so much trust. Um, and I, um, I think dancers are masters of, of nonverbal communication. So describing that, that sort of mind meld is, is really powerful, yeah. Wow. What would you say is the most challenging aspect of the role for you? Um, I think it's storytelling. Other than the second act is like physically challenging itself. Not only that, um, it's that I have to find my way on stage. Not only because I obviously I know the story in my head. What is challenging for me is that I need to have the audience member just, when they watch it, I want them to feel what I feel in the moment. Even, it's like the moment I want to play with Giselle, or the moments I really just like, I, I really want forgiveness from her, where I really feel sorry for her. I wanted to get those message across by my uh, actions which that's a part uh, I'm kind of struggling with, but luckily I have, we have uh, rehearsal directors that guide us, like th this is something you can do, and that you don't need to do. <laughs> yeah, um, I love that you said that. Something that I always um, cherished was this idea of like how when a violin plays and you pluck a string, 
it, it vibrates amongst all the other strings. Like they all play of that same chord and that's that same emotional transcendence mm -hmm. you're trying to create with the audience. Yeah, um, yeah that's, I love that. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit about how you take care of yourself to prepare for the role physically. Do you have a pre-performance routine, something that sets you up? And then over the course of the season, you're, you're dancing all these different pieces, different styles. How do you, how do, you do it? <laughs> well, I used to have a routine, uh, but I kind of forgot about. It's just because throughout the years, and then uh, I, what I learned throughout the years is that my body reacts differently. Even when I get up in the morning after breakfast or a cup of coffee, it just might change. It might get stiffer or after the shower, it got loosened up. I just have to uh, make adjustment and I have to say today is a massage day. So that means I get to roll around the floor a little bit more. If today is a flexible, loose day, then I tell myself, well, maybe this is a day I need to pull myself together and do some serious work. So uh, for shows, um, I, I just really try to listen to my body and what, it is, what's, what is my muscle telling me today, like if I need to really push it in order to make it happen or just completely let it go and then it will happen itself. It just varies every time. Yeah. I'm curious if you've had any, do you ever experience a mental nerve, any nerves do you have, any mental, like, I was maybe just neurotic and you don't sound very neurotic. <laughs> How do you get yourself in the zone? Well, to be honest, I am quite... <laughs> Mostly excited, a little bit nervous. The nerves is there for tomorrow, like right now. Sorry. <laughs> Even sitting here. But You're going to be great. <laughs> but, uh, but that's when I trust me and trust Wona is that we rehearse well and then we really know each other and then we spend every day in the studio together so that we trust that and then when the curtain goes up just we put everything down and just absolutely in the mood and just try to focus focus what we do and then let it go yeah absolutely you you've got it i'm shaking a little <laughs> <laughs> no you're prepared you're prepared um last thing here before i open it up for the audience to ask some questions do you have any advice to your younger self my younger self. <laughs> You're still young, so. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, ignore my silver, uh, silver hair here. But um, I think the only advice if I want to give my younger self is that um, I just know what it, absolutely right now, I know every step that the decision, decision I've made has been great. Probably just look forward, don't look back, and make no, uh, don't feel regrets, or make no re decisions that make myself regrets, I think. Yeah, maybe taking a lesson from Albrecht. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Great. Well, I'd love to open it up uh, for the last couple of minutes here to the audience if there's any questions that you'd like to ask way ahead of 
This performance tomorrow. Yes, um, right here. Um, so the question here was um, that he believes there's a form of traditional Chinese dance or Chinese ballet and what the difference might be between that and the ballet that you've pursued today. There is um, the Chinese traditional dance, which I really admire. Uh, the uh, Beijing Dance Academy also offers program to teach that. From there, I chose ballet. It was a kind of a flip of a coin situation that, silly enough, I feel like I can say it now since I'm in this job, that the decision was made for me doing ballet is that my teacher, I couldn't make, my, make up my mind that which one do I choose. My teacher told me, you know, if you do traditional Chinese dance, you're most likely probably will just stay in China. But if you do ballet, one day you probably will make dollars or euros. <laughs> and that was probably my drive to choose ballet. I know it's shallow, don't judge me, but <laughs> that was the moment. And <laughs> anyway, Chinese traditional dance, why do I say I have a a heart to admire is because it's so challenging. It combines acrobat, acrobatic uh, physics and it combines um, sort of like gymnastic, like uh, you need to flip, you need to do all the air tricks. But on top of that, they actually do receive ballet trainings, ballet um, basic. We do tondus and plies, all of these. They have to do it all, do it all. But the difference is like, they are forgiven for not being absolutely turned out. And the hardest thing for ballet is that we have to be absolutely turned out in order to do it and to make it look good on stage. Yeah. That's hard enough itself. So let's that didn't go well for me, I don't think. <laughs> Next question. Yes, that's a great question. The question was, how do you choose who your partner is for the ballet? Is that chosen for you? Um, it sounds like it needs to be some alchemy of compatibility. So how is that decision made? Well, for this company that the decision was made mainly on, uh, depends on the directors and the choreographers, especially like when they see two people or um, different dancers that the potential of partnering up, pairing up, they look good or they have a good chemistry where they've done something together before and it makes sense to do something else together as well. So that's how they judge saying like, oh, they are good together. Or maybe they are, they can do something else, but for this, they don't have a chemistry for it. Just, it, it, this, is, this is a um, beautiful thing about art is that nothing is absolute, nothing is 100% certain. It's, it's all what we make and it's all leave it sometimes to the fate. <laughs> Yeah, so the, the artistic staff makes that decision, and I think it can be tricky, you know? <laughs> you, don't, you aren't choosing yourself. Yeah, any other questions? Great question. So the question was, um, when did you choose to come to the United States? How did that happen, and why? Um, again, I just consider myself very lucky. I have an aunt lives in the United States. Um, that um, she bought me a ticket to uh, see her and her husband, and then 
we just need a really good excuse to uh, for my U.S. visa because back then it wasn't that easy, even just for visitor visas. So they, uh, her daughter, my cousin, I found out SFB was a school was uh, auditioning were um, having the summer section audition. So I took it. It was I, I, uh, actually it was the last day. We did all the you know LA stuff. We did Bay Area tour, and then my aunt packed, secretly packed my dance clothes in her car, and then drove me and left me in front of the ballet. And then she asked me, <laughs> "I knew this was a good excuse for your visa, but do you just want to do the audition?" I was like, "I haven't taken a ballet class for two weeks. If you think this is a right thing to do, let's give it a try." Again, lucky enough that um, Helgi and Lola was standing by the door when the audition was on. I remember, I think, uh, Parrish Maynard and Tina LeBlanc was there hosting the audition. And I remember I was the only one that got capped and then left till the end of the audition section. And then they were speaking to me in the beautiful language of in English, and then I was like, what are you talking about? I have no idea. And <laughs> later on, they, uh, they walked out with me. Um, they were talking to my aunt and uh, her, uh, my uncle, her husband, and saying, basically, he's, he should join us. He should come to the school here. But uh, I, I, had, I had a half year left in Beijing Dance Academy, and, but they were so generous and kind to say, finish that and come back. We'll wait for you for a half year. We'll, we'll keep this spot open for you. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's a beautiful story. Yeah. Um, I think we, okay, we can do one last question. Oh, how old were you when that happened? Uh, I was 18. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much, Wei, for sharing so much with us this evening. It was really a gift, really a gift. And thank you all for, for coming. I hope you enjoy the performance this evening. Come back for round two with Wei tomorrow. Um, I'm sure it's going to be spectacular. We all are cheering for you. So thank you very much. Thank you so much, Jessica. Thank you for coming. I know it's a very chilling evening out there. And enjoy the show, please. Enjoy the show. It's a great show. Thank you for listening to San Francisco Ballet's Meet the Artist. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more about SF Ballet or to attend in-person Meet the Artist interviews and performances, visit sfballet.org. See you at the ballet.